Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive-through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. If you build it, he will. It's the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cow. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Tuesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to The Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Let's get into all kinds of different stuff. How about some high school hoops at the end of the show? How do you feel about it? Me? Yeah, you. I feel good about it. Okay, here's the questions. Who's the team of the pre-Christmas break portion of the schedule in the Paragon Network? Not a girls and a boys team. The team. Who's Who's been the team of the first part of the schedule? Who is ready to take off. Who do you think is like was building maybe struggled early, maybe not not maybe the best team so far, but who's ready to go? Who's ready to take off after Christmas? And then how many teams are going to make the state tournament as of right now? And then we can change this again when we, obviously when we see the brackets and and the matchups and we can actually have a a little bit better idea of what the roads are, but we'll, we'll do that. On the high school hoop scene, college football tonight, just barely tonight, it's almost tomorrow, <laughs> Oklahoma State and Wisconsin, 9-15, probably closer to by the time it kicks off, 9-30 out in the desert, Phoenix. What do you want to see from the Pokes uh, that'll get you excited for next year? With all the uh, defections in the portal, there's some young guys that we've heard of or heard about, not really seen a ton, that I'm sure will get a chance to play tonight. And show out. So, what would make you excited for Oklahoma State going into the offseason with what you could see tonight? Uh, what might we see tonight? Still haven't heard anything from Trace Ford, but I, I heard these guys talking about on the on the way over. How are you going to feel? How how as no, as OU people or as OSU people? How would you feel if Trace Ford does in fact get in the portal and transfer to Oklahoma? And if the reports are true that this will be the last season that Oklahoma's in the Big 12, looks like SEC bound by 2024. If those reports are true, will it matter more, less, or the same, say a Bedlam transfer, if the teams aren't in the same conference? Like, will it sting more for this season because the teams are in the same conference versus if this happened at the end of the year next year and Oklahoma is in the SEC, I know it's using the Big 12. Uh, we'll wrap up the NFL week. Who's in and who's out? Who's or Who's still trying to get in to the NFL playoffs? One team punched their ticket to the show last night with the Chargers beating the Colts 20-3. to And I want you to look at the quarterbacks in each conference that are in the playoffs. Compare and contrast what's going on in the AFC versus what's going on in the NFC. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That's 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things, whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple ways to stay in touch with the show. You can log on to kadsam.com, download the app, all those things. The app's got the radio. It's got the Penny News. Big Elk and Paragon TV still on hiatus until next week, and then it'll be wall-to-wall basketball all the way through 
the state tournaments in March. Skinny on Sports Podcast, K-A-D-S-A-M.com. You can go back some old ones on iTunes. They're still messing us around. So K-A-D-S-A-M.com, our Facebook page, we put it on there as well. Good morning, Jared. Good morning. How are you? How are you on this Paul Jones Drug Tuesday? I'm well. I Today was the first day since, uh, let's look at the calendar here, <clears throat> the 16th. No, wait. The 9th? 16th? So we had a normal routine, wake-up routine, as far as getting up, getting the kids up, getting them ready, Going getting to the off. babysitters. Yeah, they had to go to the babysitters today. And, you know, and, and my wife was off all last week. You know, she had some use them or lose them days, so she used them last week. Of course, she was off yesterday, too, because of the holiday, so she was back to work. It's kind of nice. I won't lie. It was nice to get back in a little bit of a routine. Because even when she doesn't get to go to work or when she doesn't go to work and it's her and the kids are just staying home, I mean, that actually gets me like another hour of sleep yeah. in the morning. It's easy for me to get up and get ready. When you got two girls. Three. Get, well, I mean, mama can take care of herself, but I mean, got to get two girls yeah, up. Yeah, it still takes longer. comb but, their hair. Got to wake them up. You got to, yeah. But she still takes longer than you. Oh, sure. Yeah. Hence, less sleep. Right. Yeah. I mean, usually I'm the one getting the girls up and um, getting them, you know, and it's hard too because they they are grouches waking up. Grouchy, grouchy girls. But they were good this morning. They were good. They were they were uh, compliant and and listened and they weren't didn't fight us on it. I was afraid of that because they've been off that routine for the last uh, week and a half or so. But uh, it was good. So good morning, good morning so far. How how are you? I'm good. I I, I find it hilarious. I mean, listen, nobody likes travel disruptions. You know, that's one of the most irritating things on earth. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think we've all been there. <coughs> yeah. I find it. I find it quite hilarious what's going on right now. With the. All the flight delays and cancellations and well, and the all way it's stuff. being treated, because Southwest is now the ones that are catching the flack and having the problems, mm-hmm. and we were hearing from our government about this now. Isn't that odd? About what? this current situation? Yeah, isn't it odd that only Southwest has been picked out by the government to as a problem? Wonder why? Why is that? I bet it didn't have anything to do with them not complying with the uh, COVID mandate. Oh, I bet that doesn't have anything to do with the vaccine true. mandate. I bet that doesn't have anything to do with it. I forgot about that part. Huh. Weird. Weird that uh, yeah. Twitter Twitter, and the government are ablaze because Southwest had some flights canceled. That's true. Strange how that works. <laughs> Anyhow. That is true. I forgot about that. Yeah. Odd. I just I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe that we're seeing it. Um, on the NFL docket uh, last night, Chargers defeated Colts twenty to three. Boy, the Colts! Gosh, they man, they look lost, just completely lost. Yeah, uh, quarterback is obviously a problem. Uh, I mean, quite frankly, ever since Andrew Luck decided to retire out of the blue, the Colts have not figured out what to do with that spot, and they've had a really hard time getting quality play there, especially uh, with a team that going into that 2019 season seemed like an absolute Super Bowl contender with luck under center. And now it just hasn't worked out. So uh, the Colts are missing the playoffs again. Chargers in for the first time. So Justin Herbert, we've – I mean, he's setting – speaking of Andrew Luck, the numbers he's put up in his first three seasons are only rivaled in league history by Andrew Luck. Uh, quarterbacks that have came on the scene and really played well from a statistical standpoint in their first three years. Now, Herbert is able to say that he's gotten his team to the playoff for playoffs for the first time since he's been the quarterback out at, out at uh, the Chargers. We've kind of had our eyes on them over the last few weeks. You could see them getting more healthy. And also with their history of playing the Chiefs close – with Herbert's abilities that everyone everyone thinks are, are immense, 
they've become kind of the team in a lot of ways that it's kind of that, hey, look out for them. Look out for the Chargers. Plus, they're starting, like I said, getting guys healthy, getting guys back. Uh, offensively, Keenan Allen, boy, I'd like to have had his production in the regular most of the season on in fantasy football versus just right here at the end because mm-hmm. uh, uh, you could tell why he was such – he was highly touted in the draft. I think it was like my third pick or fourth pick overall and yeah and, and last night you know 10 catches over 100 yards that's that's what you were expecting from a healthy Keenan Allen even though it is you know a little bit up there in age he still <clears throat> is one of those guys right right so man when you just when you look at where we're at with the standings who has qualified for the playoffs who's still in the running for the playoffs in the AFC versus the NFC Man, that AFC bracket looks so much tougher than what the NFC one was, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I why is it why can't I find a bracket? Okay, right now to be All ca- the games have been played this week and I'm still getting outdated brackets. I'll tell you it drives it's me crazy. Kansas City, Miami, Cincinnati, the Chargers, Jacksonville hosting the Ravens right now. Kansas City, Miami. Kansas City hosting Miami, Cincinnati hosting the Chargers, oh, and boy. Jacksonville at home against the Ravens. Yeah, now that all, can that, that yeah this week can change everything because if Cincinnati were were to beat Buffalo at home, yeah, Kansas City bumps to one, Cincinnati's two, the Buffalo's three. So that means if if, if everything stays the same down below, you're talking Cincinnati, Miami. You're talking Buffalo, the Chargers, and Jacksonville and the Ravens. Fun. Either way, I mean, there's yeah. going to be some great football games, right? I mean, the storylines write themselves with Kansas City and Miami, uh, you know, with the connection there with um, uh, uh, Hunt and uh, and his, you know, past. And then Cincinnati, they just look, is it weird? I almost want to say look better than last year. They look good right now. I mean, no doubt. Even in the face of adversity, they still find ways to win, like they did on Saturday, where they were up big and almost blew it. Yeah, you gotta not. You don't feel great for Cincinnati about the Lyle Collins injury, because oh uh, yeah, yeah. The one, I think the one common in in what has been going on for Cincinnati in this run of what seven straight, nine of ten or something like that, is they've been able to protect Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow has gone nuts. With the receiving core yeah. and the weapons that he has, but what did you see on Saturday? A little bit of pass rush, a uh, little, little no, bit of, and that, that uh, offense yeah. was horrible for the first time in forever in the second half, and almost blew. Like you said, what is it, twenty-two nothing at halftime, mm-hmm. and it ends up twenty-two eighteen. They don't score a point in the second half, and all of a sudden Burrow looks a little bit more like the first couple of weeks. I mean, think back to that Dallas game week two. The Cowboys had him on the run the entire yeah, day. That's right. Uh, with that broken down offensive line that they thought they had fixed, Collins goes out with the injury, and all of a sudden, maybe you see some some cracks <clears throat> in the in the shell for for Cincinnati. But man, you could just the quarterback matchups that are going to be had through throughout the entirety of the playoffs in the AFC are phenomenal. When you're looking at jo- Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert, those are the guys that have qualified so far. If it continued, then you'd have a couple of young guys. Uh, Herbert obviously is too, but doesn't he feel like on a little bit different level than than Lawrence or Tua? It's like in your mind, how a year will make you look more more. <clears throat> well, I mean, established. Tua, but Tua and Herbert same same class, right? But it feels you know we saw him play each other. That game was a blowout for the Chargers. It. It feels like he is here, and, and Tua and her and, and uh, Lawrence are down mm-hmm. at least one peg. But but you'll get to see. I mean, who wouldn't be excited to see Trevor Lawrence in the playoffs? I am. Oh, I'd love it because you're finally getting to see after the joke that was Urban Meyer a year ago trying to quarterback. I mean, he he was just. If that doesn't show you that 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 the the organization, the coaching staff, all the way to the top doesn't matter for some of these quarterbacks and where they're drafted then you're fooling yourself because there's no doubt Trevor Lawrence should have been and was the number one overall pick in that draft. Yeah. yeah. And he looked like a bust with Urban Meyer at the helm. 
Now Doug Peterson comes in. It takes a few weeks to get that stench off, and now here we are. We're seeing the Trevor Lawrence that everybody thought we were going to see when he came out of Clemson. Doug Peterson, coach of the year? Man, I don't see how he can be because they're still below 500. I'm going to say they give him the playoffs maybe win a playoff game. Yeah, I mean. I, I mean, just because of what you just said, how bad they were. Yeah. Or or is Urban Meyer the worst coach ever? I think it's a little <laughs> bit of that. NFL. I mean, I mean, Peterson obviously has the track record with the with the mm-hmm. sense of, or the Philadelphia Super Bowl win. But he comes into that dumpster fire, seeing the promise that well, was yeah. was uh, Trevor Lawrence, and they were talking about that during that Dallas game. It's like he still kind of treated him like a rookie. Yes, you know, and yeah, of how to unlearn how, everything yes. you were taught a year ago. Yeah, wipe it. Clean. Start from yeah. here, and that's why it took him a little bit to get going. I think uh, right. because of that. I almost had to regress then to to go ahead and take off. Uh, the perfect situation because what if Doug Peterson came in and the quarterback was say Joe Flacco or something? You know, I, mean, I don't think he, Doug Peterson would have come in. Yeah, that's true too. Because of I, I think this was he, he saw the had the zeroed in on right. Yeah, to for what uh, for what Trevor Lawrence was. Now I think you're looking at guys like, I mean Sirianni is going to be hard to beat, right for Philly. Um, yeah. you, how much credit do you give coaching in close wins? Because if you give a whole bunch of credit in close wins, it's got to be Kevin O'Connell, right? The The Vikings are 11-0 and in one-score games. It's the most wins in a, in a season in NFL history. You know, we talk clock management, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That has to, Some of that has to be due to his coaching. Sure. At, you know, at, at sure. times. And yeah. being able to get him to motivated enough to come back from down 33 nothing. Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera, for sure. You know, Dayball. What about Brian Dayball? Yeah. Robert Sala. What if the Jets are in the playoffs? Who had that? Well, definitely not me. <clears throat> so, uh, there's some candidates, and, and he can be right up there, uh, Doug Peterson, especially if the Jags win their division. But I, I think he's just started too far behind to be able to overcome that. I think yeah. it's interesting you mentioned Doug Peterson because there's another guy hanging out there that you're starting to hear rumblings of building a staff oh yeah and looking forward to coming back and is he looking for that same sort of young quarterback situation and that name is sean payton Hmm. now if last night's result would have been a little bit different and the chargers were still trying to get in the playoffs i've actually read during the season that payton has his eye on that job because he feels like he can he would work really well with Justin Herbert. So is Brandon Staley is Brandon Staley is his job secure because they've made the playoffs or if they're a one and done exit if you're out there in LA <laughs> as the the brass of the Chargers do you think okay Brandon Staley he's he's making making some ends here he's working or do you go Wait a minute. We could have Sean Payton. What do you do there? I don't know. Do you go and tell him <laughs> win it all or you're out? I, I mean, you don't say it directly to him like that. Kind of like a uh, Friday Night Lights in the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> It'll be real, real bad for you if you don't win, Coach. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you got Sean Payton and he has a crew ready to go. Hard to tell him no. Who tells him no? Yeah, I don't know, man. Hey, listen. I've heard, I've seen ties to Carolina. Yeah, but there's no way he's going there. I don't think. No chance. Why would, what's the, what's the draw? Think about, think about draft. Who, well, Houston's going to get the number one pick. Is there anybody in college that he want to pair up with that's going to be drafted? You know what I mean? Yeah, but the you problem know, Denver is Denver doesn't look like a good spot because of the they Russell don't have, Wilson situation. Well, they, yeah, they don't have they a don't, pick. They don't picks. They don't. Yeah, they got nothing. Yeah, that the Chargers thing is interesting. I mean, what do you do? I mean, what if they go and make a run here, and then they go, okay, well, this is a nice run. We got all the way to the AFC Championship and lost to Buffalo um, or Kansas City or whoever. Okay, so right now. And it would say, go. See ya. <clears throat> yeah, like Carolina. Yeah, Carolina's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten. They've got like the eleventh pick. Are they on the bubble? Carolina might. They might win the division. Yeah, exactly. 
All they got to do, if they win both games, they're going to win the division. So I'm saying that game this coming week looks good, looks fun. So Tampa Bay. Here's the one that I think you got to watch out for for Sean Payton. If it's not the Chargers, and you well, you you first off you'd have to wonder how much what he values in the organization. It doesn't seem like he wants to be in one that's not very stable. So maybe that takes this one off the board. But a place like Arizona. Oh yeah, well. Hmm. But man, <clears throat> OU fans aren't going to want to hear this. But Kyler Murray seems like the problem. As much as Kingsbury, with his poor attitude, even before the injury. Now you've got an injury. Now you've got a five foot eight quarterback with a hurt left knee that clearly needs his legs in order to succeed to his highest ability. Is that as enticing a situation as maybe it was going into the year? Speaking of contracts that could turn bad, his everybody. Yeah. That could look pretty bad here pretty quick. So is it a place, is that enticing to him? You mentioned Denver. Gosh, dang. Good luck with that one. Well, who's going to take that If job? Russell Wilson isn't, is that is as bad as he's looked. Who's going to want that job? Oh, I, I mean, somebody will take it, obviously, but no one of name. Dan Quinn has been a name I've already seen. Really? D'Amico Ryan's the defense coordinator at San Francisco as well been kind of floated. What about Kellen Moore? What about Lincoln Riley? Yeah, I already seen his name attached to it a little bit too. You know, it's funny now all if the you know, and it's coming. When is when do we call that like Black Monday when yeah. all the firings happen? It'll be uh the what's that, the ninth. <clears throat> the ninth. It'll be January ninth. Yeah. And you know, when you have a like like at OU. OSU even. I don't think see Mike Gundy ever going to the NFL. But my point is, you have a successful coach, and you kind of hold your breath, like, okay, here we go. You know, we did a lot with Bob Stoops. Okay, here we go. He's going to be tied into that Cincinnati job or that Cleveland job because he's an Ohio guy. And uh, now I'm kind of like, okay, all right, who's going to go get Lincoln Riley? Because I want to see USC fans squirm. <laughs> I wonder how many jobs will open. Yeah, no, that's a great question. It always, it, you know, well, there's already that three. should be at Vegas uh, betting line. The I'm sure it is of, of a number of head coaching jobs. I'm I'm sure it is. There's already three, right? There's Colts, Colts, Panthers, and now the Denver. Broncos. Right. So who could it be? Cardinals, maybe. Depending on what the ownership thinks or what management thinks, is it the quarterback or is it the coach? Right. Who else could it be? And here's a question: Who could retire? Well, I was just—I was—I had my eyes focused on the Rams just now. You know, we've heard a lot of McVay TV, that kind of stuff. Really? You know, after winning the Super Bowl, a lot of people didn't think Aaron Donald or Sean McVay were going to be back. They both were. I wonder how much how much does this little run with Baker reinvigorate him, or does it at all? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, to to kind of get him back you might wait to see what the stafford situation is going to turn into and then make a decision it's true what about bilicek i think he's getting closer to the end i think well there's no doubt he's getting closer to the end i just don't know if it's now what about pete carroll pete carroll's old you don't people don't realize how old pete carroll is i, I know yeah. just because he's, he's he's so youthful in his exuberance and but he's an old he's old he's almost 80 isn't he i don't know he's it's definitely the oldest worth, coach in the league worth a google Pete Carroll age. It's like Google's listening. That's weird. 71. Okay, 71. Not even close to 80. But he's the oldest. He doesn't look 71, though. No. What's Belichick? Close to 70? He's 70. Yeah. Andy and Reid is 64. I don't think he's retiring. Probably not soon. yet. But but then you've also well, got they go and win a title. Well, maybe he you know, rides off in the like, sunset. Yeah. But then there's also those teams. What about Todd Bowles? He's brand new at Tampa. Yeah, but if they don't win that crappy division and Brady's done, do you just hit the reset button there? What about you know a uh, the Chargers still look like the one? What about hey, listen, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility if Dallas gets beat by Tampa or whoever wins the South, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Dallas is looking for a new coach. And of course, the Sean Payton dream has been out there for years and years and years. Yeah, I mean, what if that? What if? What if the? Uh, 
You know, the back channels are telling Jerry, hey, listen, Sean Payton wants to be in Dallas, but he is on the verge of taking this job over here or over there. And if you don't make a move, you're going to lose out an opportunity to get Sean Payton here. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. If anything, he's going to he's, he's hear that stuff first before even the media. He's that powerful. <laughs> Sean Payton's people are going to reach out to him oh, yeah, and go, say, hey, How about man. if it's just Sean Payton telling Jerry that? Yeah, I go, hey, man, I want to be there. Like patiently waiting since I left New Orleans. I'm in. Do it right now. Yeah. I mean, would you rather have Sean Payton or Mark, uh, Mike McCarthy? Uh, Sean Payton. I think of that's. A, but you know the. It's it's. But that's be, at the risk of. I mean, you don't think I've okay fifty fifty on. I don't know. This is going to be a controversy. Kellen Moore. Like the back to the clock situation in Jacksonville. Part of me wonders, okay, why did Kellen Moore call that? But then the other side of me is like, well, it's the head coach's job to overrule it, right? Then, why is it even in the playbook at that well, – throwing it on third down? Here's you know, another I, question. How how much control does Dak have? We don't even know if that's the play that was called. That's true, too. You know, how, how many – you know, Moore sends it in. Of course, McCarthy hears it. Well, I mean, they're over he there. allows at, it. They're over there after a timeout Obvious, in the huddle, yeah, yeah. But making the play. Oh, or well, whatever. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, Dak, he's in on it, too. But, yeah, can he not step back and go look at alignment, call an audible, get back under center, hand it off? Yeah. Question What it's a trade? Egg thing. What trade would Dallas have to make? I'm not too familiar, or not, I'll, I'll plead ignorance on this one, uh, far, as far as making trades for coaches. I, what is the history there? Well, it's, is there, do you have to? I don't know. Or has what's Peyton's contractual status? He's still getting paid by New Orleans. With yeah, that's the question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I'm sure you know we'll have probably. He doesn't have one. Yeah, so why his contract? He, he won't have to. You don't have to trade for him. Nope. Just pay him. His contract ran out in 2020. So you don't have to pay it out. You don't have to. You nope. don't have to buy it out. I mean, you don't have to do that. Nope. He's an unrestricted. You don't see this with coaches. Unrestricted. Right? Coach? Unrestricted free agent. Coach. Unrestricted free agent coach. That's funny. Oh wait a minute. That's not true. Oh. That's not true. I clicked on the wrong one. Any interested team for Peyton Services would have to give New Orleans compensation. Could it be as simple as buying out whatever's left? Let me read this. Whatever right New quick. Orleans owes them. I mean, that'd be your first and only option if you want it because you don't want to give up picks or players. He has two years remaining. So he signed an extension after the one I saw first. Ah. <clears throat> and then never coached. Smart. Uh, it just says uh, those teams would have to work out a deal with the Saints in order to make him their next head coach. He's got two years remaining. So his con- his, uh, the one contract I was looking at from 16 to 20, and then he signed a two-year extension and hasn't used either year is essentially what has happened. And, of course, this article written uh, back in November on CBS by a guy named Jeff Kerr it's linking him to reportedly Sean Payton iron jobs for 2023 reportedly linked to the chargers and the Cardinals. Hmm. There you go. I don't know if he'd want to work for Jerry. He's had a taste of it, obviously mm-hmm. not as, not as the head man, but what would you trade for him? Uh, I, have to, uh, I don't know. It's a great question. I mean, it'd be a pick. Yeah. Pick and cash. Third or fourth. I don't know. But that people are on those Sean Payton watchers, no doubt, already. And if I was Brandon Staley, I would be nervous, even though you made the playoffs. See, that's what stinks about this for him. Even though you made the playoffs, it feels like he's right over your shoulder. If they made it to the AFC title game, though, there's no way they could get rid of him, right? That means you win at <laughs> Buffalo, Kansas City, or Cincinnati if they stay in the sixth seed, which they are right now. That means you win at one of the heck, that means you win at two of them, more than likely. 
to get to that game, you'd have to. Yeah. No matter what. So that means you beat two of the three titans of the AFC right now, or what it feels like is, and then lose to the other one. That's a pretty good playoff run for your first ever try. There'd be a lot of people going, look out for the Chargers coming next year. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, we'll know a lot on, uh, what'd you say, January 9th? Yeah, and then that I mean, next week, too. That's when it will begin. Yeah, and, and then, then the first round of playoffs, depending on right. results. Yeah. I mean, what if Dallas and the Chargers is open? That's that Sean would Payton be interesting. Choice. Or if Sean Payton walks in, kicks open Jerry's door, and goes, "Listen, bud, this is how it's going to work." It's probably not going to work. Yeah, that'd be nice if he would. <laughs> yeah, it would. All right, we'll be back. It's Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. We'll tell you all about him next. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust the skinny on sports welcome back skinny on sports 98.1 fm the sports animal it's a paul jones drug tuesday thank you to rodney skinner at paul jones drug 809 north main street right here in elk city paul jones drug is care you can trust they are the oldest compounding pharmacy in elk city that means they've got the most experience Free local delivery, drive-through pickup, curbside testing, and vaccinations. Also, they'll uh, administer those long-term care unit packaging as their blister packs is what they call them. They're at Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Care You Can Trust, right here in the Elk City area. Continue to tell you all about Paul Jones Drug as we move along throughout the show. Tonight, Jared, there is college football. Four games today in total in the bowl season. And the one that everybody's going to be paying the most attention uh, will be the last one of the day, Wisconsin and Oklahoma State. Badgers going through a coaching change. Luke Fickle is there. He's been kind of the face of the program in the the lead-up to the bowl game. I think he's going to be on the sidelines, but kind of let – I don't know if you, how involved you would say he is. Going to kind of let it run the way it's run for this one last time. You know, what's that sound like? What's that sound like? What? Alamo Bowl last year. Yeah. Venables on the sideline, just kind of observing. Yeah, but I think he might be actually have a headset on. Oh, really? Well, and cool. just kind of, just kind of. Well, yeah. Not really involved, but just kind of listening and let, but not wanting to rock the boat too sure. much to try to win the game. Is he allowed to though? I mean, uh, could he? Gosh, have, I don't is know. Is there rules against that? I've heard Scott Wright talking about. It. That's the only reason I know. I wonder if he's even allowed to. Because every every Inject press his thoughts on what they should do. Every press conference has been him. Interesting. Uh, out who's, front, who's been their their interim guy? It was Jim Jim Leonard. Okay. Uh, let's see. He's going to be on the sideline wearing a headset and coaching where he can help, but he'll continue to let interim head coach Jim Leonard handle his duties against Oklahoma State. He said, I'm coaching in a way that's letting these really these guys kind of handle things the way they've handled them, and they've been great, and they've been really mature about it. Jim's been awesome. A little bit more of a figurehead, communicate with those guys and situational stuff, but nothing's changed the way they practice. It's been the same way as it's been all year long. So he's involved, and maybe if it comes down to, hey, should we go through for this on fourth down to win? He might say, let's do it. Right. But I don't know that he's going to be changing anything schematically. Just kind of being kind of that presence there. Yeah. On the Oklahoma State side, man, the portal has taketh and, and giveth as well. But the problem with that, the giveth can't play right now. That would, and also what it's taketh has been a lot of the names that were huge contributors throughout the year. Obviously, Spencer Sanders 
at the top of that list with what he's done at Oklahoma State over the years uh, in the portal. Offensively, he's kind of it, right? I mean, well, I guess Dominic Richardson is, is gone too, but a lot of people were ready for what's behind him anyhow. I don't know if anybody was chomping at the bit for Sanders to not play anymore, but he's not going to. But defensively is where it really hurts. But Trace Ford, uh, Mason Cobb, the running or the linebacker, Jabbar Muhammad, one of the secondary guys. Essentially, the two that are still at Oklahoma State that were headliners throughout the season, defensively at least for sure, Kendall Daniels and also Colin Oliver, which – no offense to Trace Ford, but man, if you had a choice, if you're an Oklahoma State fan and your choice was lose Trace Ford or lose Colin Oliver, you like the trade that you got. Yeah. Just because of youth, because of health, and all of that. So I'm really interested to see what we see from Oklahoma State here tonight. Gundy's been really good in bowl games. He's kind of had that magic to get his guys ready to go. Um, so what when you, when you watch tonight or you see the result or what have you, what are you wanting to see to give you some some positive vibes for the Pokes moving into next year? I uh, well, Garrett Rangel. I want to see him. Uh, he's starting, I assume. Yeah, I think yeah. So. I want to see him come in knowing this is my job for this game at least. I'm going to come in and and watch him operate. And if he has, you know, win or loss, but if he has a good game, uh, personally, I mean, that just for me, that if you're an OSU fan, should give you uh, confidence moving forward. You talk about those transfers coming in from the portal. And then it still is like, you know, he that would be, be his way of saying, okay, I'm hearing rumblings of a quarterback battle in the spring and, and fall camps. I'm going to tell you right now, this is mine, and I'm going to play hard for it. So that's where it starts for me. I want to see how he how he how he does. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. <clears throat> you know, the two guys that are there with Rangel and Gundy. You've got Zane Flores coming in at the break. So you know you've got three for spring practice. Does Rangel's performance tonight help or has a decision already been made as far as another quarterback coming in in the portal? Oh, yeah. By the way, Hudson Card looks like he's committed Purdue. to Purdue. There's kind of talks of maybe him coming into Stillwater. So that's off the table. I don't know anyone else that has been yeah, linked to OSU. Uh, the guy from Virginia, Brennan Armstrong. Okay. He's still out there. But it, it, not only, for, not only in, in Gundy's mind, but what, let's say – for the sake of argument, that Rangel looks awesome tonight. Like you, you go, man, Sanders getting get entering the portal, him getting all these bowl practices as the guy. Look at the leap that he has made, and he just he performs in a in an un, maybe not unexpected, but just a, he performs at a really high level. Even if you wanted to bring somebody in in the portal, how much does a great performance tonight by Rangel? Sure, it makes you – I mean, that's, that's a great thing for Oklahoma State. Don't get me wrong. But how much does that then hurt you if you wanted – if you're thinking – if you're Mike Gundy right now and you're thinking, we're bringing in a portal quarterback no matter what, a great Rangel performance, I wonder how much that hurts you in what the quality you can bring in. Because are you looking – There's a guy that wants to come in. They want to come in because they They know the they're going to play. Exactly. Yeah, they, they know they've got the job. Right. So a poor one, maybe that opens up the portal to somebody a little higher level than what they thought, but a great performance, then you're going, wait a minute, this dude is going to be there four more years. Now what about like this? What if this happens? What if he has that great performance, Gundy still go gets a guy, gives him the job, and Rangel's like, are you kidding me? And he's gone. Well, that, I mean, you, you would think that that would be the last thing that would happen mm -hmm. with a great performance. <clears throat> I think that it's still really interesting because I don't know that they're done. I don't know if you're – with what you saw out of Rangel and Gundy throughout the year, in limited time and in limited preparation and all – I mean, because of what you had in Sanders, right? Uh -huh. I don't know that you – I don't know that you feel great 
with those two in, in Flores only. But uh, Rangel showing out tonight would certainly help. And, and not only – I mean, I think that when you watch him, you can tell that he's got the arm talent to do it. It's just a matter of you know everything else slowing down and, and speeding up the process of the mental side of the game. And maybe that's where these – you know, having the confidence of, hey, I'm the guy. It's my job, at least for tonight. Maybe that helps him. And his, pre- yeah. his preparation is a little bit different in that way. Uh, and the text line established the run, quarterback in both lines. That's, man, I no, that's the that's the problem though for OSU tonight, right? Is it's hard to envision a great night with how beat up and banged up, and quite frankly, how little depth there is on the offensive line. Because sure, they've gotten two or three in the portal, but they can't play. They're not out there tonight. And so, how realistic is it to expect? to see something great from Rangel, something great. I mean, Ollie Gordon is on the top of my list. I want to see that dude get the ball. Yeah. With especially what we saw the last time out. You're just kind of looking around going, what are they doing? Why don't they have this guy in the game? Right. Right. So the lines, I mean, it. Yeah, that's really important for next year. I just don't know how much hope you're going to end up with after this game. Because, listen, especially on the offensive line, is Miss, uh, Wisconsin, I'm sorry, Wisconsin is good on defense. That's going to be a heck of a challenge for Oklahoma State to move the ball in the game tonight. So, you know, defensively stopping the run, uh, the running back for Wisconsin, uh, his name, God, just flew right out of my head. Um, Braylon Allen, Brian, uh, Braylon Allen, something like that. Braylon Allen, sophomore, 1,100 yards. And, you know, if you, if you think – what's the first thing you think of when we think of Wisconsin football? Oh, lining up and big running right giant, at you. Yeah, yeah. Big, giant offensive line guys. Yeah. So, it, it's a challenge in how much Oklahoma State wants to be there. And, you know, and it, it feels like on the other side, it's something new for Wisconsin, right? It, the, the flame is already lit because of Fickle coming on board. And so, Oklahoma State's going to have to match that tonight uh, and be able to – to get some things done, yeah. I, I mean, I'm really interested uh, to see to see how they come out, what the attitude is, what the the care level for Oklahoma State being in in the uh, guaranteed rate bowl tonight. But you said it, Gundy does coach well in bowl he, games. No doubt, and he finds ways to get that motivation. So I expect them to come out a little motivated, mainly because it's you know it's Rangel, it's his shot. And you're going to have a lot of other guys too, right? Go, oh, yeah. This is my shot. This is my opportunity. Yeah, Gundy 11-5 and five all time. Both straight up and against the spread in bowl games. That's fantastic. Yeah, it is. Fantastic work uh, for Gundy in those bowl games. All right, so I mentioned Trace Ford. Uh, will he be the first Bedlam portal transfer? That is, I don't know. And, you know, OSU fans that certainly don't want that to happen. That just stings for them, you know, going to your rival school. But portal is open for anybody. Go anywhere. How much harder is it? you're seeing more and more players. We just saw it with, what is it, Richardson going to Baylor. Baylor. You're seeing more and more players. You kind of saw it started a few years ago in the SEC. You saw players stay in conference and go school to school. Now it's more common practice. I wonder how much that has to do with being comfortable with the staffs that recruited you out of high school. Yeah. With that in-conference stuff. You know, because a lot of times it's re- your regional recruit. Sure, or, or it's a geographical thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and you're, you're being recruited by the same schools in the same geographical region out of high school. You try one, you're there for a couple years, and then you go, you know what? I, like... Baylor. Well, I wonder if Baylor was like his second choice for Dominic Richardson. Then he goes, you know what? I think I'll go to Baylor now. Right. Or if he likes what he sees when they play him. You know, it, there's a, there's a lot of different things that go into it. I think it's really hard for Trace Ford to make that decision this year. If this was next year, I think he's already done it because of the SEC stuff. That's right. Right. Uh, and and guess what? He's gonna have to go stand. He's gonna have to stand on that sideline 
in Crimson and Cream inside Boone Pickens Stadium with his back to that student section. <laughs> That's are, a hard thing to do. Are we sure about that? They're going to – oh, well, there's surely there's no way Bedlam doesn't happen. But there's talk that once the schedule comes out, you're, you're not going to see Bedlam on there. That would be crazy. Well, if, if he knows that, if OU knows that, they've got to be telling him that. Yeah. If they truly want him. Like, listen, Trace, I know you're nervous about having to go to Stillwater. Guess what? You don't have to. Come on down. It's still a hard thing to do. It would be so awkward if, if that happened, which leads me to believe it won't happen. But I'll tell you this. After the move happens with Oklahoma to the SEC, which looks like it's after next year, then I think this is a lot easier choice for guys that want to do that because they won't be playing. Right. And you're kind of out of sight, out of mind as far as, like, revenge on your former team. Yeah. Or vitriol from the from your former team's fans. I wonder how much of that is going into, you mentioned the move to the SEC, how much of that is being used as a recruiting tool for kids out of high school? Was it, was it immediately a recruiting tool for OU Go listen, we're we're going. We're we're making the switch. Does that you know they just signed this top five class? Does you think that's a big part of it? Yeah, they've got to be telling them that defensively, especially. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is a good. I mean, way that to look was always at it. as soon as that started. As soon as that was a thing where OU was going to the SEC was a couple summers ago now. This first thing that entered my mind was the recruiting is going to have to be elevated, mm-hmm. and it'd probably be easier to get some kids to come to Norman. Because there's going to be an SEC patch on their shoulder. Well, and it, and what does that mean? Maybe you can dip in. Look what happened in Florida this year. Yeah. For Oklahoma in that recruiting class. Got some guys out of Florida. that, And when you're able to tell them, hey, we're going to be playing down here. Yeah. You know, that was all, that's always been the big thing about, you know, one of the mysteries of Nebraska. And one of, in, in my mind, one of the main things is, guess what they can't do? They can't go to Texas They can't anymore. come to Texas anymore. And, and, or with as much success as they once did because they can't say, you know, before they could say, we're going to be playing twice Texas, in Texas yeah. and, and maybe once in Oklahoma. Right. right. So that's a – I think we're going to see it. I, I mean, I think you're, you're fooling yourself if you don't think we're going to see guys go from OU to OSU or OSU to OU in that portal. Yeah, because different conferences. I think it makes it easier because it's different conferences. Right. If it was still everybody's in the Big 12 and you're going to have to play Bedlam every year, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But without it, I think you see it. So, I don't know that Trace Ford will be the first. But I know if he is the first, he won't be the last. No. I wonder if he's just waiting for that big schedule, schedule to come schedule out. To come out. <laughs> I mean, when do they have to – got to be in class by what? A couple weeks into January Something or so? Something like that, yeah. All right, it's Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. We will be back to wrap up the show next. Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. Skinny on sports. You can't say on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. Welcome back. Skinny on sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Wrapping it up on a Paul Jones drug Tuesday. We always talk about convenience packaging with Paul Jones drug. That's where they package your daily meds on their own. You don't have to have a little pill caddy. You don't have to load it up each week and make sure you have the right pills and the right day with the right dosage. No, 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 no. They do that for you through con- individual packaging, convenience packaging for your daily meds. They've got durable medical equipment. You're talking about walkers and canes and crutches, wraps, braces, etc. Except most insurance most insurances are accepted. Also, some cool gifts and greeting cards. I can tell you that from personal experience. A couple of the gifts that were under our Christmas tree came from Paul Jones Drug. 809 North Main, Paul Jones Drug. It's care you can trust in the free in the Elk City area, free delivery. Rodney Skinner and the gang down there at Paul Jones Drug. I think we can carry this topic over to tomorrow, Jared. The high school hoops. 
Okay. <clears throat> Give you a chance to – so I kind of sprung it on you this morning at the end, <laughs> right here before the show. So what we're asking, you know, team of the pre-Christmas break schedule, who was the team in the Paragon Network? Who's ready to take off? Who, who do you felt like was kind of building, getting better as the first, you know, 10 or 12 games of the season wore on? Then how many state tournament teams? Uh, just small schools. Uh, Merritt and Down. I don't, you know, Oak City's – we'll keep them as a separate entity since we do that, you know, on the TV. Okay. That makes sense, but yeah. we can talk about them later. Uh, just thinking, thinking small schools specifically. Did you take a gander at the last rankings for the break? Uh, uh, I th- yes, I did. So the night twelve nineteen. Let's see. Da, 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 da. In Class A, looking at the boys specifically. <clears throat> Rappo Butler thirteen. Some other teams from around the area. Ceiling, you know, it, that doesn't surprise me. One, Ceiling's a, kind of a basketball school, and two, with the huge success they had on the football field, you figure some of those guys would be basketball players. That they're a team that I think is going to be interesting to watch as we move along. Class B, obviously, Leedy undefeated, eleven and zero, five county champ. Also, you know, Sentinel's been a good team. Granite is one that maybe you don't see all the time in the rankings on the boys' side. Anybody else? I mean, that you've kind of maybe not even from our area, but somebody you've seen or somebody you've kind of been watching a little bit, wondering, okay, hmm, who? How good is that one on the boys' side? On the boys, I've seen a lot of them already. I, I if I'm saying maybe ranked too low, I think Rapo Butler boys are a little low at 13. Obviously, I've seen them more than once, and they're good. I know they have those three losses, but they are close losses. I mean, they lost to, uh, let's see here, Fort Cobb, understandable. But then they lost to Burns Flat, Dill City by two in overtime. They lost to Sentinel at the five county by one point. So two out of their three losses are combined three-point losses. Yeah. So I think, and again, seeing, seeing them with my own eyes, I think they're ranked a little low at 13 I think they're a little underrated. I think they should be a little higher. Uh, yeah, seeing Duke, I mean, I've seen Leedy and I've seen Duke. Right. How do I say this without making a lot of Leedy people mad? You think Duke's better? Yeah. I think Leedy's good, but I've seen them both. How good is Goodwell is my question if I'm a Leedy fan. <sighs> I don't know. <clears throat> They've That's... got seven first-place votes, which is third, tied for third with Streamtown behind Roth and Fort Cobb. Because when you look, when you look ahead – to obvious matchups or obvious ways to to make this thing go when when it comes playoff time. Goodwell and Leedy appear to be on some sort of collision course on the boys' side for for Woodward. You know what I mean? I mean that just it just final, yeah. it jumps off the page when you start thinking, okay, who could go where? Who could go where? Well, the top eight, you've got Roth, Stringtown, Kenta, kind of west of thirty five. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, east of 35. Roth, Stringtown, and Kenta. On the other side, Fort Cobb, Leedy, Duke, Calumet, Goodwill. I mean, <clears throat> Calumet makes sense to go to that east half. Fort Cobb and Duke meeting up at Cash or Chickasha. Leedy and Goodwill meeting up at, at Woodward. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. it, it's the the boys at least. It's pretty easy in Class B to kind of see it and geographically at least kind of figure that out. Yeah. Keep an eye on Sentinel. Yeah. Keep an eye on them. Girls. Arapahoe in the top eight. Canute just outside the top eight at number 10. Plenty of time. I mean, listen, Canute wins that that Warrior or the uh, I'm sorry, the Merritt Classic. Right out of the break, you could see them bumping up, having a chance to bump up. Yeah, they'll take on Mangum first round, and more likely Hooker second round if they both take care of business. And that that's a that'll be a fun one. Hooker is what eight out of two nine, a nine. Or nine. 
Merritt's seven. And then, of course, Merritt girls on the other side of the bracket. That'd be a, an impressive tournament if they can go in and get three wins. Knute, that is. If they play like they did at Duke with that defense, they're going to be in. And then the offense, when it's clicking, they're hard to beat. But you almost hated to see, all right, great win. That was awesome. Dominant win. You're off for two weeks. Right. <laughs> yeah, you beat Mangum, and then you get two top ten teams and beat both of those in 2A of Hooker and Merritt. That's pretty impressive yep. to start to move up. Here's one that's not in our area, or not in our uh, um, network, <clears throat> but one that we need to be watching in Class B girls. Class B, okay. Arnett. Yeah. Yep. Arnett. What about even Lakiba Sickles? Lakiba, for sure. But Arnett, Arnett's only two losses were to the aforementioned Lady Indians of Rappo Butler and also to number one Lomega. So pretty solid losses. Yeah, the loss is good. They beat Leedy. They really gave it to Leedy pretty good right before the break. So that's one to be kind of watching. Old Center Classic that we could see that again. Leedy and Arnett beat up a then ranked O'Keen team. That's right. Pretty good. Not pretty good, but it's a pretty good win. Yeah. Uh, Landry Bayless. Watch out. Watch out for Arnett. So that when you look, just kind of glancing there, you've got a bunch. It's the exact inverse, right? It's three. Well, now there's four. Lamega's. You count? Would you count that? Yeah, they're they're west of I-35. Sure. Yeah, there you go. O'Keen lost their stud. That's why mm. that. Oh, graduated. Never mind. Not to start. Uh, but you know, you look at Lakiba, Arnett, Hammond, Lomega. That's hard to decipher there. You wouldn't think you wouldn't think Lamega and Hammond would be in the same area because they're number one and number three. Maybe Hammond goes north too. Hammond and Arnett go north. Lakiba, Lomega could go somewhere. You know, there's See, there's Hammond lots of different things Arnett, there. Arnett, same area like an Enid or something. Or Woodward. Yeah, that's the other side from the you know Leedy and. Goodwell on the boys' side is the ranked teams. Hammond and Arnett is on the girls' side. You don't see Hammond and Leedy in the same one very often. No. But No, you don't. But you're not as concerned now. You know, Leedy girls being 12, does that push Hammond out of there? And Lomega comes to Woodward? Lomega and Arnett? Hammond would go down with Lakiva Sickles? That could happen. Just once you – I mean, if you start, you know – protecting some other you know some ranked teams mm -hmm. you know mountain view would make sense to go down with lakiba sickles at a seven and oh number 19 pretty early to look at but it is it's not as convoluted sometimes you have you know sometimes it's like one or two teams from one side of the state are in the top eight on the girls and then you know at least this it's three and five so you just kind of have one swing team going back and forth from one from one area of the state to the other. And then there's Merritt and Two A. Yeah. Merritt girls seventh. Oh yeah. Kind of give you an idea where you think they could be, you know. Oh, I'm same. trying to think of past playoff paths. Where they, they were at what, Hennessy last year with against Ampo? And that's where they punched their ticket, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when you look at the teams in two A, Dale's Shawnee. Pacola's way east. Howe is way east. Preston, Warner, Merritt, Afton. So, I mean, Merritt and Ampo are obviously the two that would be together out of the top eight. Hooker just outside. Hobart just outside. Those all got to go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot different. Could have, could be a lot different. Have to see what the boys are. I know Dale's in the top ten. Number one, I think, at 2A boys. Yeah, they are. So, yeah. yeah. Preston, Oktahal, they're all kind of Pacola. So, it'll be interesting. It's going to be here before you know it. Have everybody have a great Tuesday. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is flipped.
Foster to right. Way back. Goodbye. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medication safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust.